People say puffiness and under-eye bags are the hardest things to get rid of. Till now, introducing GenuCell Plant Stem Cell Therapy from Chamonix, specifically targeting eye puffiness and bags. GenuCell is incredibly powerful. Natural serum, they guarantee you'll see results in as little as 12 hours or your money back. Listeners see a dramatic improvement in just two weeks. A true Chamonix classic, GenuCell contains eight extra ingredients to significantly reduce the appearance of bags and puffiness. Plus, GenuCell uses patented plant stem cell technology to improve longevity with brilliant long-term results. Save big right now on GenuCell's risk-free introductory offer. Go to lovegenucell.com slash Stephanie, promo code Stephanie at checkout for an extra 10% off. That is lovegenucell.com slash Stephanie. You'll also get the amazing Zotique Deep Correcting Serum free when you order the most popular package today. Chamonix, the best skincare, best results are your money back. lovegenucell.com slash Stephanie. That is lovegenucell.com slash Stephanie. That code is Stephanie. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Now, the Hal Sparks radio program mega worldwide. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Hal Sparks, your comedian and multimedia personality. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hal Sparks. All right, let's do this. I, I like it. I, that, that's the new WCPT show opener that they cut together. And they, they were like, hey, we did this thing for you. Do you mind if we use it? And then I was like, uh, yes. Although I haven't so heard nice. it. This is my first time hearing it. That's really cool. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Um, I hope all is well. Uh, happy Juneteenth. And uh, I guess technically, happy christening of the brand new annual panic from the GOP. Now we, we all, as of today, we get to look forward to a yearly freakout from Republicans because of the unfortunate nature that this holiday will remind Republicans that they are no longer the party of Lincoln, that they switched over when the Dixiecrats joined them post, uh, you know, dur- during the civil rights era in, in an effort to remember it like, no, that, they yeah. don't quite no, And, um, a, a constant reminder that, uh, a lot of Northerners and even quite frankly, some Southerner, uh, Southern abolitionists fought very hard to end slavery and, uh, the Confederacy lost uh, because in many ways, this is a, 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 a day of emancipation. It is a day of freedom. It is a celebration of the promise of America. It is the, um, I mean, obviously, there's, you know, there's that whole women couldn't vote yet thing. Uh, but, you know, as, as the, you know, the, the continuing improvement of the reconciliation between where the people stood when they wrote the Constitution and where it ultimately will go as the standard bearer democracy for the world, and it's the ever expanding uh, and you know openness. What what's the word I'm looking for that the right seems to use a lot but never seems to get freedom. That's right, freedom. So mm-hmm. as freedom is celebrated on yet another day in America, yeah, because America we've got several. Freedom holidays. I mean, you could arguably say that that Memorial Day and Veterans Day are freedom holidays because we're celebrating the soldiers. Yeah, the soldiers that gave their lives or that, uh, you know, that served 
so that we could all have freedom, right? That's That seems to make sense. And then, of course, we have uh, July 4th, which is, of course, our Independence Day, according to, uh, I, I think, Bill, Bill Pullman, right? And uh, no, that was... Uh, <laughs> That was some time in December. I think it was a Christmas release, that movie. And um, and then, of course, Juneteenth, another example of the Constitution, though born incomplete, um, growing, maturing into its true value. A, a, a wonderful holiday and something worth celebrating, unless, of course, you're the crowd that still is mad that you don't get to put chess pieces in, ter- in, 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 in the form of Nathan Bedford Forrest and Robert E. Lee statues all over the South as if you're still in the chess game after you lost. Um, uh, good luck moving those into, um, I, I guess, some sort of uh, whites-only um, museums or something like that. Or, you um, had me a whites-only, my man. I, I know, I know. Um, but as a, you know, I am looking forward to every year the sort of lead up. Do we really need this? I mean, we have it with each of the, the like with the history or celebration months. We, you know, we certainly have it uh, as a part of pride. I'm sure there will be a back and forth um, between, you know, the Black History Month and Pride Month and Pride, which was originally a day and then a week and then a month. And then, you know, like they the continuing panic. And eventually, by the way, it'll just wash out into we won't need these. But in the interim, as we do until it's obvious to everyone that we can kind of drop it, we don't you know, it would be a lovely thing. I think a thousand years from now um, in the America with the sort of. I guess a adamantium flag that flaps on other planet and planets and, you know, <laughs> is is a ray proof um, in the future. We won't need these kind of celebrations because we'll be far more educated and live much longer lives. And therefore, the maturity of our lives will be more evident to ourselves as we lived uh, as many centuries as we normally live decades right now. The human species will mature into a form where one won't need to be constantly reminded of the sacrifices of others. It will be intrinsically written into our cells as part of our experience. But until then, kind of a good idea to have reconciliation holidays and referential holidays for these big turning points. In Now, granted, the, the, the right wing always wants us to, you know, what's with this war on Christmas? Jesus's holiday, the day we were all emancipated from death which I guess technically is Easter. But we, we got two of those. We got two freedom. We, we are free from the moral coils in terms of Jesus' birth. And then Easter comes and we, get, we are free of death. We live beyond this realm and that guy. So we got two of those and they don't seem to have a problem. There's no, there's no panic in that. But we, I look forward to it. And, and we're hearing it. We're, you know, we're definitely hearing you know, from... From Prager U to, to Candace Owens to the Tucker Carlson's of the world, why do we need to have this rubbed in our faces that the South lost and that there will never it will never rise again, which will be very disappointing to people with the South will rise again bumper stickers who live in Wisconsin, um, who are <laughs> farther north than the north so much that they're almost southern canada and i that's always puzzled me as a you know as a as a chicagoan in heart and, and body when we would go up to wisconsin and see the south will rise again bumper stickers on vehicles that were further north than chicago itself it was a weird bit weird 
Um, and Marty, thank you for the super chat. Wishing everyone a happy Juneteenth. Um, I think it's a great thing. I'm glad it's finally happened. And yet another thing that kind of could have been done. I mean, it was it was unanimous in the Senate. And uh, I mean, we had, you know, 20 some odd Republicans in the House vote against it. Thank you, Enrique. Um, and, you know, in the for the super chat. Um, so in the course of this, you know, you had people pushing back. I mean, famously, John McCain pushed back against MLK Day. You know, he, he did not vote for it. He was against it. And, you know, less about his, I guess, his ideas about, you know, the importance of the value of the message, but celebrating the messenger as imperfect as he was and that whole business. As if all of the people, I guess, besides Christmassy stuff, all of the people that we celebrate were imperfect in and of themselves. And the idea that somehow someone is, it must be sainted to have an American holiday actually kind of goes against the concept of America itself. We are uh, a warts and all democracy. We are a, you know, a, a place where we recognize we can have heroes and their flaws are still valid. They reflect our own flaws and the fact that you can overcome your flaws and become worthwhile. Right. That's that's the value. So um, so having an MLK day didn't strike anyone else as weird, but it was a big sticking point for 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 McCain. Right. Um, and thank you, Crystal, for the super chat. Thank you, everybody, for supporting the show that way. Uh, go to infotainmentwars.com. You can watch the show live stream on YouTube and super chat is there. And to everybody on WCBT, WCBT 820.com. Now, um, before we go to break, there, there, obviously this was a big week, but, but this is what I would call one of those tip up weeks where we are on the verge of a lot of rough news for Republicans. There, the word is that as soon as July, Matt Gates may be charged. Um, now this may be a rattle the tree leak from the DOJ where they kind of let you know they're coming either because they're friendlies in there that are kind of giving you the heads up that you might want to buy a new shredder like Rudy Giuliani did, which we all saw in his uh, appearance on Tucker, um, which was adorable. You could, it was, the angle of the camera was such you could see his brand new shredder behind his desk. It was lovely. That the Matt Gates, there may be friendlies in there letting you know that you might want to start getting your digital affairs in order too late. Um, <laughs> and it also might be that there are people who are not necessarily trying to help you out that are trying to make you panic and do something stupid, um, to, you know, clear the decks. Now, obviously panicking and doing something stupid is the Matt Gates way. It is officially, I think the current RNC platform panic and do something stupid. And the, the big stupid thing that they're doing is accusing the FBI of not only attacking Rudy Giuliani and Matt Gates and, and being weaponized by the Biden DOJ. No, not just that, but also starting and fomenting the January 6th insurrection. Uh, we will talk about that a bit and that whole conspiracy theory along with some of the new anti-vax um, conspiracy theories that are getting out there that are really gaining ground. And, and is it is it because there are that many dumb Americans and, and I mean, citizens of the world, quite frankly, because it's not just here. Um, or are we getting a little bit of a tip up from the Russian troll farms? 
Is every dumb idea that finds its way onto the Internet getting there naturally, or is it getting a leg up from the Russian troll farms? We're going to talk about that when we come back. It's the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. We'll be back right after this. I know I'm only on one day a week. I get it. I'm going to have to jump on uh, GarageBand and start sawing something together. This is the house bar show. And then a guitar note. And then David with progressive. And all that. Yeah, it's going to be good. Hey, how? Did you mean something like this? This is the house bar show. And then a guitar note. And then David with progressive. And all that. Yeah, it's going to be good. The House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm digging this. Uh, yeah. yeah, it is going to be good. I'm digging this, I have to say. I'm digging the new audio. It's, I, I don't know. They went a little crazy with it, and I appreciate it. I uh, I thought there was going to be like a new one every break. I was so excited. Now we're just back to time. All right, thank you. Yes, please more like that. Um the promos are working. Yes. <laughs> so I uh, know it's funny. Um, all right. So we'll, we'll do this. Uh, we'll, um, and by the way, everybody's watching on the live stream. The audio is off for some reason. I can't tell. If, it seems fine on my end. So it might be a restream issue. Um, and I will work to try and fix it. So while we're doing this. So it's always fun when I when I get to do um, the show and fix tech issues in the background. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's I think it never fa- happens. I know. And it's and it's a, I think it's a sign of my capabilities as a broadcaster that I'm able to do both. You know what I mean? Who who does that? Didn't Rush Limbaugh always have Snurdly or some dude he mocked in his own. Right. His it was, wasn't that part of his his entourage, this fake character that is Purdue played. Right. That was part of it. Um, so it's what I don't know. Yeah. Like he had somebody that was always fixing stuff when it was broken. Right. That was the. That was the whole idea. Um, so I, over the last week, I mean, I don't know how much you've caught of the the sort of FBI is behind January 6th idea. Um, it's interesting that the, the timing of this coming out is 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 kind of the worst possible timing because it's also the week. And maybe this is why, maybe this is why this message needs to be said. Um, you know, wh- why Tucker Carlson and the rest of them have to actually get out in front of this is because all these videos are coming out of these insurrectionists who are clearly not Antifa, who are hardcore Trumpian maggots. And they are, you know, there's new video being released all the time. The DOJ was going to release this video. And so to get out ahead of it, just blame the FBI, right? Which, by the way, this is the back the blue crowd. So apparently that doesn't apply to all law enforcement, just tra- just uh, local cops that wear blue uniforms. Anybody, I guess, uh, I guess the SWAT teams on their own, right? Because they wear black and and um, I, I, I'm, I don't see any love for Canadian Mounties. In any of this, but that's, you know, even from what Rebel Media, which is the, uh, you know, equivalent of OAN or Newsmax in Canada, right? Or uh, Sky News, which is really just the uh, Fox News run out of Australia, where they get to talk about how Biden's obvious cognitive impairment is ruining America on the world stage, you know? And um, and it just seems like they're way up in our business and don't seem to cover 
Australian politics all that much. It's kind of curious when you do that, you know, um, much like uh, rebel media. They do cover like a, they're about 80, 20, 80 percent American, 20 percent Canadian. And um, so it, it shouldn't come as any surprise, though, that in fixing this problem of evidence coming out, that all these people not only were Trump supporters that charged the Capitol and attacked police officers and were awful, but that they were proud of it and filmed themselves. Now, I have a real problem, you know, in terms of the radio, is that I can't play any of the audio from any of these things without being kicked off the air. Because uh, not only were they proud, but they were uh, foul-mouthed about it. They were, you know, they were, they were... Quite overt in their language about how they're all hearing a bunch of audio from it. Well, you do on the new stuff. Um, That's that's the part that I can't play. Right. Um, uh, So you've got uh, I guess the main one behind all of this um, is is obviously Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson um, is pushing this theory that the FBI organized uh, and, and this is sort of, I, I don't know that it's genuine, uh, honest to God. I don't know that they are genuinely, um, that he genuinely believes this. It may be that he's trying to usurp some of the historical um, reference of the FBI under J. Edgar Hoover attacking um you know, liberal, progressive or or anti-war or black groups during the 60s and undermining them by putting agents provocateur in and trying to gin stuff up, um, stuff that happened decades upon decades ago and saying, well, we're we're really the people that the FBI is going after now. Now it's us. And it's not it's not that the FBI was slanted back then. It's just the, the it's overall it's terrible. And, mm. you know, which it, which is, uh, you know, a plot. And it is. It, in line, it aligns with Trump's belief that the world is against him and, and there's no way that he can, I suppose, uh, if there's any expectation that, um, that the FBI would act on the best interests of the American people, which it does <laughs> currently, However, whatever, like they, they want the, the history of that to be the permanent history of the FBI so that they could take advantage of that old complaint that was fixed and is currently being you know, improved upon regularly with things like diversity training and the understanding of the inequities that happened before and the kind of stuff that the, Ob- uh, the Obama-Biden administration pushed and then Biden-Harris are now continuing. All those steps, again, towards more inclusion, more understanding. Um, all of those things are an affront to Tucker Carlson personally. That he, you know, it's an attack on him. And um, I'm glad that he feels it that way. Me too. I, I mean, I, uh, my only problem is I don't think it's genuine. Um, so Tuesday night, he brings out this uh, theory that essentially the presence, and this is from Washington Post, the presence of unindicted co-conspirators in the Capitol riot indictment means those people are government agents and that this, in turn, means the FBI was involved in organizing the riot. The idea has since uh, caught on with conspiratorial, uh, conspiratorially minded congressional Republicans. Paul Gosar uh, is one of those. He's the, you know, he's always the whole, like the most peg the meter racist holdout of anybody. His own sister 
went on the news and said, Gosar is behind this. He was one of the people who gave tours. His supporters showed up ready for violence. He is one of those folks that was Is in that the on that the answer. Up the door for them? No, that was a that was a guard or whatever. Uh, this was one of the congressional members who uh, you know helped organize and was in constant contact with the groups that carried it out. So, over the course of you know, I guess the next whatever you know, three or four months, this will fade like all the other ones fade. This is, you know, it, it should be abundantly clear to everyone that um, this will be meaningless in a few weeks, but it is meant to be a temporary pushback on the reality that's coming out this week that as the FBI continues to look for the insurrectionists who attacked on January 6th, it is finding more of them and they are going to jail um, for, you know, for long stretches. They are going to be, you know, those that have been indicted have been held. Some of them are on house arrest because they've been bizarrely allowed to do this, even though they are continuing to plot or believe the Mike Lindell story that that uh, that they're ultimately going to, I guess, that Trump will be reinstated in August. Trump apparently held this belief up until about, I guess, the three days ago. When, according to Maggie Haberman, um, who is the, the you know the the Trump tickler, um, uh, I'd say whisperer, but she has no influence. She seems to just you know get info um, that Trump apparently watching Biden meet with Putin was Trump's big realization that the story about uh, him being reinstated is not that's true and not he's not going to make it. right that he himself is uh, is you know is not going to. Um, uh, why, would he, they, why would they meet without me? That's right. So, so in this, um, and I, I'm, I'm. By the way, uh, let me know, tech guys, when if the audio gets in sync, I will, you know, when it finally does, because I'm tinkering behind the lines. But um, just type "good" if it finally works for you. If not, I'll know then. Um, but um, apparently, Trump's big awakening this week came during. Uh, the 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 Biden Putin meeting, um, and I guess either that or Putin stopped payment on the check after Biden had, after Biden's meeting after he recognized that, that you know there's an element of functional normalcy that actually can benefit the, you know the people of Russia. And for those of you that didn't watch the entirety of the um, you know the the press conferences, the separate ones, um, uh, let's see, eight seconds. Okay, great. Um, those those of you that you know either caught it. Did you watch it, Johnny? Did you get to see the 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 Biden uh, or or both? I guess uh, you know Biden or uh, Putin's separate but equal uh, <laughs> press conferences. No, I only saw um, I only saw the stills, the posed stills of them together. Uh, oh yes, right. The the seated photos. Uh, you know, where yeah, they were both together. Right. Um, the uh, let's see. Um, let's see. Maybe this is it. Uh, um, so the, it, it should come as no surprise that the right wing is pushing this idea all week. Um, oh, we got to take a break. Let me take a break and we'll be back right after this. I want to talk about the, uh, you know, the death of, of right wing talking points when we come back as well, because they are they are dying an awful death right now. And it's fairly hilarious. We'll be back. 
if you're really full of uh, piss and vinegar about the Democrats and you're really, really upset, I've got a huge solution for you. There's a brand new CBD gummy, and it's called Sunday Scaries. So if you're looking for a way to decompress after a week of politics, Sunday Scaries can help. Visit sundayscaries.com. Use the promo code SEXYLIBERAL, all one word, at checkout, and get 25% off your order. That's 25% off at sundayscaries.com with promo code SEXYLIBERAL. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. These products are not for use by persons under the age of 18. That's sundayscaries.com, promo code SEXYLIBERAL. Now let's get back with HealthSparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. So um, the the big one of the big talking points on the uh, on the right was, of course, uh, inflation is on the way for the worst inflation you've ever seen. And it's basically a uh, a reflection. It's 1970s America. It's Carter administration. This is this is the talking point that was going to be pushed when Biden got in because he's an older white guy. And therefore, we'll just push this whole weak Carter idea. And then the magic Reagan, uh, you know, Trump will reappear in 2024 and win the, you know, uh, win again magically, whatever. I, I mean, let, let me just be abundantly clear. Uh, Trump is not Trump. Trump is not going to win. He's not going to run. He's grifting his supporters out of money up until then. And then he's and then that's it. I mean, it's there's no um, uh, he's going to take your money till he croaks from some horrible. Yeah. Slow, icky thing. Right. Um, So over the course of, you know, the next couple of years, he he will, um, I suppose, (laughs) um, I you know, he will. You know, he's just announced that he's supporting someone to run against uh, Lisa Murkowski. He is going to be positioning himself as a as a kingmaker. Unfortunately, um, uh, he so far he's stayed away from making any kings and just decided to topple his own lords. I guess if that's the analogy you're going for, he's just going to bring down his own. Um. Uh. So. In this case, uh, and by the way, um, real uh, audio is late. Okay, good to know. Thank you for that uh, information, Shamor Lear. That I appreciate that. That's what helps. I I will. Um, um, so the the last, I guess, you know, couple of weeks, there's been this footsie around the Trump organization about him you know, starting his own social media network that he's going to create this, uh, you know, it's going to be better than Facebook, just like Fwank.com, um, you know, um, and uh, and now he has announced um, that there is, I suppose, a, uh, you know, a, a, the launch of new rallies, right? This is the, you know, th- this is what we're finding out. This is the... Uh, for some reason, um, he thinks the turnout is going to be equally good, that it's going to basically bring out all these folks and it's going to drive these folks to, uh, you know, show up at, you know, apropos of nothing, by the way. And and not during a, a, you know, COVID where they all, you know, didn't believe in it, thought it was a pandemic, thought it was all fake, thought the you know, the vaccine was a great thing that Trump created and something it would never put in their own bodies. That part I can't match in my own head. It's very curious. 
Um, that really is one of the most amazing things. They want credit for this vaccine for something that doesn't exist. Right. Um, so in, in terms of, uh, I suppose, um, Trump's own followers, you know, his own his own peeps wanting to have some sort of hope for the future. They are they are counting on this. And it's why when things like Juneteenth happen or when the infrastructure, you know, we start to hear in progress from Joe Manchin on a version of voting rights. And and again, there's been a lot of turmoil around the idea of voter ID because Southern states specifically, the ones that were affected by the, um, uh, you know, the original Voting Rights Act and that were, you know, kept away from their worst endeavors. They were. I, I suppose they were hoping that they could just go back to it and it would be 1970 and 1980 and 19, you know, in the 1990s all over again when it was harder to get an ID and people weren't digital in their lives, so they didn't need one as much, so fewer and fewer people had them. And now they find themselves in a situation where the number of poor rednecks who are hardcore Trumpers, a, a base that they have cultivated over the last, you know, I, I suppose... Um, uh, Let's see. Hopefully, maybe this will work. We're going to finger. Uh, yeah, we're going to. Uh, let's see. Oh, the audio is ahead of the video. What am I doing that. with my fingers? Nothing. Yes. Don't worry about it. Um, the um, the reality is, I guess, for a, a lot of people is that, you know, we're we, we who live, we who live in reality uh, know that Trump is not going to do this again, that this is th- that the whole thing is is. It's just a fantasy. It is, a, and it is, a, it is madness. There is no point where Donald Trump is going to run again successfully in 2024. The man is a mess. And every story you hear coming out is, again, this sort of Trumpistan maggot pro- projection that's become the methodology of the entire... Um, I'm, I'm doing another slate so people can tell how far the audio is out, uh, out of sync. Yeah, that's how we do it. Um the, the but this whole summer, as life gets back and as people go back to work and as UI runs out, the unfortunate part that Republicans are going to have to deal with is that a huge number of Trump supporters have benefited from the extension of unemployment insurance. We're in desperate need of it. Are the are the very people who say that, you know, it, I, I suppose, um, that this makes people lazy, right? That, you know, Glenn Beck on the clip I showed yesterday on my live stream um, said, you know, is saying, uh, you know, that, that it's Marxism and they're trying to turn people lazy. This is the, the goal. This is the whole purpose is to make people lazy. They desperately need um, this kind of laziness. Because that's the that been the end game forever. Not recognizing that all the black people in the country that they're trying to keep from voting, that they're trying to deny voting rights to by limiting the number of uh, voting machines in their area, especially the function ones, give all the broken ones to those areas, make people have to have a photo ID, all those kind of things. The Democrats, I have news for you, folks. 
The Democrats are ready for this next time. All the laws that these folks are pushing are either going to be challenged in the courts and therefore nullified during 2022. And if they do become law by 2024, the the Democrats will have a strategy in place to make sure that that uh, voters of color and minority voters and people who've been disenfranchised are going to have every means and wherewithal to shoehorn within that that limitation, that they're going to be able to make sure that the people in those areas are going to have really, the ID. It, it really get does there. kind of speak to the the thing of you can't tell me what I can and can't do. It, it makes people stand up for themselves more than they would have. Right. You, you don't want me to vote this time? Well, now I'm mm-hmm. going to go out of my way. Right. Well, in especially when it comes to, um, you know, I, I don't think anything excites a voter like the idea that their vote's going to be taken away. You know that you, if, you know what I mean. If the one of the biggest things you can do to motivate a voting block is to take away something you took for granted, and in the case of Republicans, that seems to be their only get-out-the-vote plan for their own voters, which is tell you what, um, we're not, we're tired of trying to motivate you because we can't with policy. We can't make it happen. We there's nothing we can do. Um, uh, uh, this, you know it. There, there is. Uh, hold on one second. Um, there's no, there's nothing we can do to get Republican voters to actually care about Republican policies um, because it's it, it doesn't line up with what you live through. But so, so what we're going to do is we're going to scare you about who else is going to vote, who you're going to vote against, vilify the others, do everything we can to suppress their vote. So the ones of you that do show up. We, we, you know, will outnumber them, not because you guys turned out because you care, um, but because um, the let's see. Not because you care, but because uh, we can make sure that if they care, they can't do anything about it. Right. <laughs> that's the that's the methodology. Um, so I don't suspect and we, we got to take a break. Um I don't suspect that it's going to work. I think all of these voter bills, and I said this last week, and I still believe it, and I will stick to this, that all these voting bills that they're putting forward have little or nothing to do. They they might have some, you know, tangential hope that it will diminish, you know, uh, black people voting and Hispanic people voting and minority voting of every kind based by neighborhood. Um, and and certainly districts, you know, muting the power of certain districts within a state, whatever it is, black, brown or otherwise in this district. If this is a big white area where there's a bunch of Democrats are going to vote and tilt the state by populace, we're going to do everything we can to limit the voting in that area, too. Ultimately, has nothing that that's that's a, a mild hope by a, a small group or the fringe of it. The base reason is because. Donald Trump has scared off so many Republican voters and they don't believe that voting works anymore. They are not voting. And the New Mexico race showed that. And it's just getting worse. Michigan's lost one of its strongholds. It is it is a, a terrible sign because there are more poor white people who don't have an ID in this country that would vote for Trump, that would support it. You know, the Republican candidates and the more egregious, the better. Than there are black people in the whole country, and they are 
cutting off their nose to spite their face. And all these bills are just there to go, no, 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 voting's fine. No, no, no. I know it was fixed and Trump should have won and he really did one. Yes, yes, yes to your ridiculous conspiracy theory. Yeah, all that, yes. But we fixed it. Please vote in 2022 or we're going to lose all these seats and that it's going to be, it won't be 60-40, but it's going to be 55-45 Democrat if you, if you don't watch. So we'll be back right after this. Now let's get back to Hal Sparks' radio program, Mega Worldwide. Welcome back to the show. So I'll, I'll, I'm figuring this out as we go. It's just one of those things. It's just life in the digital realm. Um, it's, it's one of those things that ne'er happens. It's, uh, it just doesn't. It never it's, happens. It, it never happens. I don't know why. Um, but I'm going to try something. Well, no, that won't do it. I, 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 there are certain things I know I could try That'll and fix. That'll never work. That'll never work. There's just no way that's going to happen. So, um, technical, technical difficulty, and it's off by like a, a very static amount. So it's kind of maddening in that regard. Um, the, uh, so much of what we, you know, um, when we hear the, I guess the, the Trump world clamoring for him to come back, right? We, we know they need, want, have to have him be their dude. You know, we need like he, he's, they spent so much time building him up that there, there can be no replacement, that's the that's the pickle they find themselves in um, currently. If I can use the phrase pickle, and I think that I can. Um, this is a, you know, a conundrum for them because you can't replace him. You know, before it was this the general, the GOP, the Republican Party, everything about it was, you know, you know, stood for America and security and and anti-immigration and and you got everything you wanted. From the from the Republican Party, now you can't trust anybody in the Republican Party. Yeah, uh, um, PHK in our, our chat is saying he's the Messiah. All the things they said that the left felt about, um, you know, liberals felt about Obama that he they would that we deified him as a human being, that we elevated him to some sort of magical level, um, is is true of their feelings towards Trump. You know, uh, you know, this is there is no other way for them. There is no other there, it, like what is John Kasich going to come in and save the party? Is there really a situation where Marge Taylor Greene and Matt Gates get to run as the Trumpistan crowd and go, we'll just we're going to run as president and vice president. But he's going to tell us what to do from Mar-a-Lago. Can you, I mean, they are legitimately setting up a a shadow presidency for Trump. It's, it's stunning. And I don't know how you manage that. I don't know how in terms of what, what you as a leader would do in the GOP for yourself and your own legacy and your own potential as a leader when what you must do is tell uh, everyone that you will do what Trump will tell you to do. Uh, you know, uh, over the last week, we've heard because of uh, the foreign policy stuff that Biden was going out there and and, and uh, that literally from 
two different sources on the right, I heard the same talking point, which was that Obama is pulling the strings on Biden and Obama's strings were pulled by Hillary's people. So Hillary is running things through Obama and Biden right now. So Hillary's really president and she's bank shotting through Obama to Biden as if he would, because Biden wouldn't listen to her in theory, but he'll take the instructions from Obama. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. But they need that to be true for this, because if Biden's ideas are popular amongst Republicans, you know, they, I, I mean, I don't know how they sell the idea that Hillary's ideas are popular via Obama to him, but it's, I mean, it's, it doesn't break down. If you, if you dig into it, it falls apart. But in yeah. the case of, of, of Biden right now, 60% of what he's proposing, um, or, or beggar, beggar pardon, what he's proposing is popular with 60% of Republicans. That's a really tough situation for them to be in, in terms of who's going to get votes in 2022 and 2024. Because if you're talking about kingmakers, if you're talking about 60-40, it depends. I suppose there's some element of who's up for election next time and who they have the possibility of putting in. Because if it's a very red district and they and, you know, Trump can go in there and install somebody who's a, you know, a, a, a maggot stalwart, then he's he'll, you know, he'll increase his his points on the board. But anywhere else that's a swing district, the person who's going to, you know, lean towards compromise and functional government, which would be a Biden Republican, I suppose, in that situation, like there were Obama Republican. I guess it would be the same as the, you know, they're they're the independents that used to be Bush voters, but turned on him because of the Iraq war and ended up voting for Obama. Um, Those, you know, fluctuating people, people that. Call themselves independents, but continue to vote Republican, but they're too embarrassed to say it. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's that crowd. So it but they really do have this problem of this messianic belief behind Trump. And I mean, there are, you know, on my live stream, I show clips from Flashpoint, this prophetic uh, hyper Christian um, show that's always on people on Newsmax and the like are. They line up, you know, Greg Kelly is playing like memory videos, the kind of, you know, how your like your photo app on on your iPhone will sometimes just create a movie with tender music out of some of your shots from, you know, remember summer, you know, uh, like a couple of years ago. Here's 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 your summer vacation with some guitar music behind it, some light acoustic stuff to make. Remember how cheery it was? Here's you smiling, right? He's literally making like compilation videos of, oh, wasn't it wonderful? I, I, I mean, maybe somebody on, uh, you know, a, a liberal channel did that with Obama when Trump got in. But this seems pathological. It's downright Branch Davidian. And I, I'm, I'm not sure how they, I mean, in the House, it'll be easy because the House can be lockstep followers of Trump. In the Senate, that's way harder. That's got to be statewide. You can have these Trump districts, but they're not the majority of the state in a lot of cases, as Georgia showed us. So getting a statewide Trumpian installed over a a popular Republican or even, I suppose, a conservative Democrat is going to be a much harder row to hoe. 
right? <laughs> and and <laughs> quit. Why does that make me laugh? It's the other way around. Um, okay. Yes, uh, depending on the size of your boat, I guess, um, in theory. But in you know, in Trump's case, he's now going for Lisa Murkowski. He's now going for Senate seats, and that's the only way he can, between now and 2024, make himself the Godfather. Because that's what he has to do to have any power left to keep this money rolling in. And and uh, we we're almost to the the news break, but I want to say to any maggot within the sound of my voice or any of the Trumpsters. Anybody in Trumpistan, um, please, please go to DonaldJTrump.com and give him all of your money. Just I don't know why you would trust the RNC. Um, everywhere you turn, the biggest villains on the right right now are Republicans. Mike Pence was it was at the Faith and Freedom Conference. They were yelling traitor at him. They were chanting it. These are the very people who showed up on January 6th and built a gallows, and yet he felt like he could go up before them and say, I'm a Christian, a conservative, and a Republican in that order, um, never mentioning an American in that, you know, I, it's very odd because, again, this maybe maybe this whole thing is has been this long game Southern strategy of reestablishing effectively a, a, a Confederate caliphate in the South that controls a, a huge voting block and then the red states with more than their fair share of uh, of senators being able to basically um, operate the government with impunity, creating this filibuster wall by unfairly, you know, states that have, uh, you know, fewer people in them than Santa Monica, California, but with two senators. And that that strategy for a while was starting to work and now it's starting to fall as... Those as places become more diverse, as voters become more open minded, as, you know, things like gay marriage pass and the world doesn't fall apart. Each of those things is is incredibly difficult for them to sell now as well. The monsters still come and trust me this time. I know I said the end was coming before, but the end Mm -hmm. is is truly nigh um, right now. And it's just that that is, again, that's what these voting laws are about. They're about motivating Republican voters because they're losing that motivation. They just do not trust their own establishment. They are being told by every source on social media that the Republicans are the worst of it. And I, I except in the cases where it's obviously Russian troll farms sowing discontent in our country, uh, I'm for it. If it's Republicans just yelling amongst themselves and undercutting their own thing, chewing their own ankles, I don't know what I'm supposed to do about it or why I'm even supposed to care. If a party's supposed to fail because it's outlived its usefulness, that's how it works. Um, that said, when it's outsiders ginning up this discontent, fomenting this violence, trying to turn what was effectively a conservative party into an insurrectionist party so that more and more of them will choose violence, that's a point of concern. We'll be back after the news. It's the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Welcome back to the House Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. It's now time for the happy ending. Yay! Still going to blame Skype. I'm just going to call it. I'm going to, like, we're going to try something else oh, yeah. next week. I'm going to blame Skype. We'll do a test. You and I need to do a test broadcast where you just come on as a guest. We talk kiss music and I'll, I'll, you know, 
we'll just go back and forth uh, and see, you know, I'll, I'll bring you on and off in different softwares all day long. And we'll figure out what it is. Um, right so on. one, of, one of the good news, I mean, obviously good news is happy Juneteenth and the fact that it passed the House 415 to 14. That's a that's that would, that's what I call bipartisan. Right. And it and, that's, and that's you, 14 very interesting people from uh, some very. Now, wait a minute. Like, now, John. Now, John, you know very well from watching as much Dinesh D'Souza as you do <laughs> that the uh, the Klan was uh, was all Democrats and the Democrats are the you know, are the party of of racism. Right. It was the Republicans that won the Civil War. I mean, we'll pretend the 60s didn't happen, but you get my point. So uh, obviously those 14 that voted against it are clearly hardcore Democrats. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you know what I mean? The most the, the longest serving Democrats in the oh, no, they're all Republicans, every single one of them. Um, Oops. Yeah. Yeah. Including, uh, let's see, Jim uh, Falia of uh south carolina um somebody else is from mm-hmm. south carolina that we don't like and take very seriously who's dropped off the radar lately there hasn't been a lot of lindsey graham these days have you noticed that i mean i don't yeah. miss him but uh, you know it, it the, one of the best things about the post-trump fade is that while the jim jordans of the world exist they've really been eclipsed by you know marjorie taylor green and and lauren bobert and they've been keeping a fairly low profile during this period. Now, I don't doubt they'll get really noisy around 2022. But when, you know, one of the members of your party who's got the biggest profile, you know, Marge Green, is coming out and saying that wearing masks is the same as uh, your family being put in a boxcar and sent to Auschwitz. Um, I don't I don't know if it really is a good idea to race out in front of a camera and start either defending or vilifying, depending on how that crowd, especially since the, the level of overlap in in your crowds, because the Jim Jordan supporters are the Marge Green supporters and vice versa. It isn't like he can come out there and Kitzinger the whole thing, right? So um, Ralph Norman voted against it. And this was his reasoning. See if we can hear this. South Carolina Representative Ralph Norman was just one of the 14 House members who actually voted against the bill to make Juneteenth. By the way, if you're surprised by his accent when you hear it, I'll be shocked. National holiday. Now, of those no votes made by Republicans. Where is he? Well, hold on. He's got to play his part. Where is he? Had several tweets about the subject. Here's just some of what he had to say. He said this was his tweet. Uh. First of all, our Independence Day is July 4th, period. Independence Day celebrates the anniversary of our declared independence from Great Britain, and it's been that way for 245 years. My statement on the Juneteenth vote. Um, can I mean, do you, can you just be incapable of getting something? It, I mean, are you, honest to God, are you just, can you not process it? Is that the, that, that these are not, you know, similar things, the emancipation of slaves and the creation of the country are um, two distinct things, both deserving of holidays. Black people still celebrate July 4th, but with the addition of Juneteenth, Americans overall can celebrate the power of independ- our independence and the importance of us 
um, you know, existing as a country, having fought a civil war to end slavery. Now, maybe, just maybe, this he's one of the guys that regrets the, you know, our our emancipation from England. Maybe that's it. Maybe the fact that the, you know, the Brits, uh, you know, fought a lot of open battles stopping slavery themselves. Uh, again, built uh, train lines and, and uh, roads in Kenya to try and balance out so they would stop their their slave trade in Kenya. Supply, you know, help them build other industries there. We're blowing up slave ships and the like when they were tr- coming in to get more stock in Africa, on the, you know, along the, the whatever, the Cape of Good Hope or wherever that was. Um, you know, all those stories. I mean, it's... It, Maybe he just yearns to a time where, you know, um, he thinks America would have ended slavery sooner had we stayed with Mm -hmm. the monarchy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe that's what he means. (laughs) Um, But I don't I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that's not. I think what his problem is as a representative of South Carolina and from the Lindsey Graham wing of the Republican Party is that he doesn't like a holiday being added specifically that deals with the end of slavery, the reason the Civil War was fought, and the fact that Union soldiers, white Union soldiers, um, had to ride on horseback down to Galveston, Texas, and tell people that they were no longer slaves and that they were free because the South was keeping this information from them. And that was the day they found out. That, I mean, I'm... I'm certain that's one of the reasons why it's kind of kind of digs at him a little bit. It's not because this overlaps with July 4th. I mean, does he really think there's a uh, we the nation doesn't need another barbecue holiday in during the summer where people can celebrate freedom and their participation in freedom? I mean, what's next? Suffrage day? What? You know, oh, my God, are we going to have a holiday for, you know, it, it? We've got International Women's Day. Is that going to become a bank holiday? God forbid, right? This is this is a big fear. And he's even like, what about, is there going to be a Native American holiday as well? And like, no, they got their own sovereign lands and, and reservations out of that. It's a wholly different thing. None of this, it, yeah. All this, like, but I want my thing too. You've already got your thing. Right. You've, and you've you don't even, appre- and you don't even appreciate it. No, you just you act like you don't have it to right. like have some sort of like larping of discrimination. That, right, and and ultimately that's where it's the that's the Tucker Carlson, the FBI is out to get me, just like they were out to get the Chicago Seven or something, just, just like they were you know infiltrating the you know the social circles of Malcolm X and and Medgar Evers and and uh, MLK. You know that's I mean there's really no difference. Isn't Tucker Carlson the new MLK? Isn't he? he isn't he in Trump's side? Aren't they just being subverted by the man? It's it's absurd. You know it, I'm I'm half expecting Tucker Carlson to like raise his fist on the air like you know like he's, he's suddenly you know. White Panthers, um, whatever nonsense he, you know, but that, but that is, I guess that is at the, at the root of all of this for Republicans everywhere. This is the big problem that they have. This is the big uh, issue that they have is that as they themselves have to compete with um, everyone else, not just who they select 
to compete with um, for uh, jobs, positions, wealth, loans, uh, the ability to buy real estate, start businesses and all that. If they have to compete with everybody else, they know they're going to be on the losing side of it because as much as they want to believe in things like the bell curve, they also recognize that there's two slopes on the bell curve and there's a very strong chance that the Paul Gosars of the world and the representative Clyde and the representative Ralph Normans of the world are on the deep slope of the bell curve, you know, even if they believe on uh, believe in it, you know, and we will watch over the next little bit this, this, this wailing and gnashing of teeth. There will be some some freak out around this but i'm and and next week again to this week being a tee-up show in some ways next week we're going to start seeing if these indictments are coming through but unlike the right johnny and i don't need that to be true i i mean i will look forward to the day when trump get has to face the music legally yeah i look forward to the day when uh when gates has to face the music legally um but I don't clamor for it. What, I, what I'm no. proud of right now is the, the week of the G7 we had that was abundantly normal. The response the United States is having to Russia, which is abundantly normal and, and is getting stronger all the time. And then our, our news not being 100% political. So that doing this show once a week makes even more sense. Just saying. Thanks so much for tuning in and thanks for dealing with our uh, tech issues today. It's like an old school HSRPM. Um, We'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much. Thanks, everybody in Chicago. See you next time.